baby. Love you. Australia, how are you going? Hey, again, are you right? I hope so, and you bloody well should be because it's NBA Eve. That's right, this is NBA Australia. It is Tuesday, October 24, all day. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website that's called CodeBet. And go check that out at codebet.com.au. Tell you what, did some writing over the last few days. Put up some articles about the NBA. Oh, jeez. So much bloody writing. My fingers are bleeding. Uh, you can also see My Ugly Mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA with Bet R, Code Bet Daily, Fox Sports Lab NFL, wherever else you want to have a peek. Uh, I'm here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the inside sort of gear on all things NBA. That's just what we do here at NBA Australia. We also rep Australia a little bit. So it says it on the tin. Come on, what are you doing? But either way, happy NBA Eve. The NBA season starts tomorrow. So in time on a tradition, a.k.a. we do this every fucking year, <laughs> uh, the NBA Australia, the dumb NBA Australia Awards, not the nerd awards, the normal ones. These are the very specific NBA Australia Awards where we try to dig through and uh, just find some, I don't know, who's going to be the biggest dickhead of the year, biggest legend, all that sort of good stuff. Yeah, so we'll dig into that. Uh, we'll have a final yeah, nah for every team as well. An unpopular opinion of the day now. Back take house. It's, it's a flame grill take. And we've got the season preview title pick. Basically, going to run through some of the most finals, the most fun finals picks that we could come up with. Who would be the most fun teams to be in the finals? And that'll be it. We'll finish up with the Jingle and Joe Ingles. That's right, Jingles HR. It's back, baby. It's back. How good is that? So, let's buddy well get into it, because the season's almost here. This is episode 969, nice, of NBA Australia. Let's go! This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better you better watch out for the anti-Australian bias if you're the Aussies. Cookie got waved as well. What is going on? Jimmy, I told you I was going to make sure that all the Aussies weren't going to play. Okay, Adam Silver, settle down there, buddy. Uh, the good thing is the Great Barrier Reef. Duop is back. He's on a two-way. Love that. With the Portland Trailblazers, so... There you go. Let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily. Oh, it's a whip around, Jim. Yeah, it's not bad, that one. Yeah, the whip around. Yeah, good. Let's do some news. Giannis Antetokounmpo decided, yeah, fucking, how good's that? They traded for Dave Lillard. That's sick. So he's agreed to a three-year, $186 million contract extension. I don't know about you. Be getting paid $186 bucks over three years is probably pretty good. Interestingly, could have actually made more money had he have just waited and then extended. But this at least gives him a player option to opt out uh, 27, 28, and then sort of, you know, sign another big long-term deal if need be. There's like the option for him to have like one more bridging year in there too. There's a couple of ways. Basically, 
suffice to say, Giannis is sticking around for a couple more years in uh, Milliwalk, eh? Today, it is Algonquin for the good land. Speaking of good lands, Dallas, Texas. The Rangers are in the World Series, so that's pretty good. Uh, but also, Josh Greeny Green is out there going, show me the money. Three years, $41 million extension for our man Greeny. I'll get to this again later, but that's pretty good. Take the money while you can, Greeny. I think uh, it's a bit wonky out there, especially in Dallas. I'll talk about this again later. Jaden McDaniels, five years, $136 million. Does that include clauses where it's like, if you punch walls, we can cut you and not pay you, you fucking moron? <laughs> Seriously, what are you doing, Jaden? Punches a wall last year, probably cost himself uh, even a little bit more money because then he misses the playoff run down the stretch and just real dumb stuff by McDaniels. But either way, good on him. $136 million over five years is a lot. Uh, Cole Anthony, ask Cole, had a $39 million extension. Onyeka Kongwu goes four years, $62 million. Not bad. Aaron Naismith, the foulest fowler who ever fouled three years, 33 mil. Not bad for Naismith. Uh, who missed out on rookie extensions? It was Big Deke Bay, Emmanuel Quickly, Patch Williams. No surprises there, Chicago fans, eh? Ain't no stopping OB Toppin and Precious Achua. So... We'll see what happens there. But either way, bit of a sad one because Cookie gets waived and the Wizards signed uh, John Butler Jr. to a two-way. Play better, man! I fucking love Zebra! That's my dad. All right, John Butler. That's enough fucking around. John Butler Jr., that's right, on a two-way NBA deal. Your dad's a stinking hippie! (laughs) Uh, Anyway, the Sixers are waving Montrez Harrell. That's right. With his ACL meniscus uh, tear, basically, he wants to return after the All-Star break anyway. So, now he gets to kick the tires on that. Well, don't kick him too hard there, Montrez. You might tear something else. Uh, the Rockets waived JRE, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. And you'll uh, basically have a few more of those ones popping off as we sort of hit that rookie extension and uh, roster crunch date, which is today, basically, in America time. So... There's been lots going on. It's been pretty fun. It's been pretty chaotic in the last 24 hours, as you'd expect. Cookie getting waved by the Wizards, Jim. Should we break that down a little bit further? Shall we? Yes. Uh, It's pretty disappointing, but it's not entirely surprising because without Cookie's ability to shoot (laughs) from deep, Oh, but Jimmy won an NBL MVP. Yeah, not a big shooter. Uh, They also have, and this was always the weird, strange part for me with the Wizards. After they traded for Kuzma and they drafted Bilal Kulabali this offseason, so they get pull. That just adds another person to this depth chart of the Wizards, right? Just that, that wing depth got that little bit, you know, more solid. And they also had in the... Once they basically had the Danilo Gallinari addition in the poor Zingus Extreme Zinger Meal trade. It's extreme Zinger Meal. That made it even crunchier because you already had Denny Avdija, Corey Kispert, first round picks very recently. Danilo Gallinari to go with Bilal Kulabale and uh, Kyle Kuzma. You've suddenly got like five dudes essentially who play Cookie's position. 
as that sort of bigger wing. Like, that's all of them. Let alone, like, Patch Baldwin Jr. and whoever else you want to sort of throw in there. So you sort of saw this coming down the uh, down the pike. So not a giant surprise. It's a bit shit. But you sort of just look around the NBA and go, he should maybe latch on with somebody else. If not, he'll be back in the NBL pretty soon. I'll tell you who could use, like, a big wing, who can do a little bit of something-something. The fucking Dallas Mavericks. They have, like, 87 fucking guards and, like, Maxi Prosper, Maxi Kleber, Derek Lively, Dwight Powell, Grant It's just thin on the ground. Fuck off, Markeith Morris. Go get Xavier Cookie Cooks. Come on. Love Cookie. Anyway, what are you going to do? Spit shit. Cookie land on his feet. Ballarat product. Love him forever. And uh, the Grim Reaper, as mentioned, on a two-way. So do up the Grim Reaper himself. The Great Barrier Reef is back. That's right. We saved the Great Barrier Reef. How good is that? You love to see it. Oh, I'm stoked, bro. I'm absolutely stoked by that. Uh, so basically, Woj tweeted out today that the Grim Reaper, the Great Barrier Reef, um, Basically, it means that he can go between the G League and the club, which is fine because that's pretty smart on behalf of the Blazers because they'll probably trade Time Lord. Not a giant surprise there. Uh, and then you have this moment of like, well, the Blazers, they've got DeAndre softer than Charm and Aiton. You've got Time Lord. They've got big Momo Brown. And that's about it. They brought in Ish Wainwright after doing those cuts. It basically gives them a chance to kick the tires on... Uh, the Grape Area Wreath, and once they trade Time Lord, who's probably got a lot of value for a uh, tanking team, you bring in uh, the Grape Area Wreath once you've traded Time Lord and you're feeling good. So there you go. Nothing to stress about too much, I reckon. Right. With all that said, I'm going to preview some games at the end of this show before we get into the uh, final stuff. But with the NBA season starting tomorrow, are you ready? Let's do some. NBA Strayer Awards, 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 Awards. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. NBA Strayer Awards in the classic tradition of who will be the shittest bloke in the NBA this year, a.k.a. the least valuable player, a.k.a. the Kyrie Irving Memorial Shittest Bloke Least Valuable Player Award. Coming in at number three, Dylan Brooks. That's right. As he upsets the apple cart there in Houston, sets back the development of all the young players by numerous years and probably punches some opposition dudes in the dick. Classic Dylan Brooks. That's the guy you're going to go out and pay. Great job, Houston. Number two in the Kyrie Irving Memorial Award for shittest bloke in the league, a.k.a. the least valuable player, it's Kyrie Irving. That's right. The bloke is going to completely submarine this Dallas Mavericks team. Presumably, maybe, perhaps, just saying. Yeah, it's Kyrie. Burn some more fucking sage, your head case. And last, well, first, as it were, likely the shittest bloke in the NBA right now, the least valuable player because no one knows where the fuck he is if you're the Sixers. It's James Harden. That's right. Fat man who feels clan is out there getting his tackle sorted out by the 
Fine, fine strippers. Uh, so we say adult entertainers of the greater Houston area. He's out there surveying the surrounds inside one club after the other, putting the charming young ladies of Houston, Texas through college and not returning Daryl Morey's phone calls. <laughs> I love it. Oh, he's away from the team for personal reasons. Yes, hating Daryl Morey is a personal reason. <laughs> not wanting to play for the Sixers, I guess, is a personal reason. I love it. But the shittest bloke of the award, a.k.a. the least valuable player, it's got to be James Harden because he's not fucking playing for the Sixers and he's on their team. That's Ben Simmons-esque. <laughs> biggest sook of the year. Yeah, yeah. Who will be the biggest sook of this year? Ah, oh, this is the big three. Number three, Trey Young. <laughs> not only does he look like a baby, he fucking sooks like a baby. I'll tell you what, squid number two, though, there is a kid who fucking doesn't give a shit. Squid number one, bit sooky when he was a baby. Knew he'd always sort of get his way. Number two, he's like, what's going on? Oh, red man, fucking sort this out. Would you? Doesn't, barely ever sooks. He's fucking rad. What an absolute belter of a kid. Like, he's just like, oi, oi. He just, basically, he'll sort of like yell to get your attention. He's 12 months old. He's like, this is... I'll sort myself out, old man. <laughs> Just fucking, can you lift me up? I'm like, all right, buddy. Yeah, sure. He is fucking hilarious. Like, if ever a 12-month-old kid deserved the name Muscles, like, he's it. Or Nugget. It's all I call him, Nugget, Muscles, Chief. <laughs> he could beat up Trey Young. I'm convinced. But Jim, he's only 12 months old. Yeah, he'd probably fucking just choke him out. Uh, number two, biggest sook of the year, Joel Embiid. <laughs> Get up off the fucking ground, Joel. You're seven foot two. What are you doing on the ground? Oh, bro, I had to fall down because I'm trying to take a charge or get a foul on the opposition. You're going to get fucking hurt, you idiot. Stay on your feet. Oh, but I like sooking. <laughs> and then the biggest sook of the year, I fucking... Oh, watch the worm turn this year if he keeps up the sooking array that he was... Uh, the path that he was going down last year. It was getting worse and worse and worse. And then in the World Cup, it was fucking horrible. Luka Doncic, the Slovenian sooker, they call him. At least I do. Uh, Luka has never met a call he likes and has never met a chance to fucking sook that he doesn't love. Jesus Christ. I mean, if my mum was that hot as well and I saw that many dudes hitting on her, I'd probably be a bit of a sook as well and be angry at the world. But still, Luca, fucking just concentrate on the game. Jesus. Anyway, the Jordan Poole Award for most likely to get punched in the face by a teammate award this year goes to Jordan Poole. He's going back to back, baby. Did you see the Denny Avdija just like, I fucking hate this guy. Look at this guy just fucking jacking up shots with impunity. I've... Like, Danny Avdija has got other shit to worry about at the moment. I'm just saying. Like, Danny Avdija, what, Israeli Serbian? I think he is. Yeah. Like, he's dealing with some other shit. He doesn't need fucking Jordan Poole pulling up from 38 feet every second possession and not passing the rock. Danny Avdija is like, I'm going to fucking just smash this dickhead. 
Uh, Runner-up, anyone playing with Dylan Brooks. Uh, They might get punched in the face by Dylan Brooks. And then coming third, Dylan Brooks. Because Dylan Brooks might just get punched by literally all of his teammates. I fucking hate this guy so much. He's such a wanker. Speaking of which, the Dylan Brooks most likely to punch someone in the loaf award. That's right. Who's going to do some dick punching this year? Chris Paul, number five. Number four, Marcus Smart. Down there in Memphis, just out there punching loaves. Grayson Allen loves a bit of a squirrel punch, does Grayson. Draymond Green at number two. Because, look, sometimes a good punch is a kick. (laughs) And, of course, the Dylan Brooks most likely to punch someone in the Life Award this year goes to, once again, Dylan Brooks. He's already doing the fucking preseason. Dylan Brooks is the shittest bloke. He was right there in the top three already. But goddamn, if you need a dick punched, Dylan Brooks is your man. The Best Hair Award. Woo! Jimmy Butler on Media Day, obviously number three. Number two, Jeremy Sohan. I love his hair, but number one, it's the mop top mumber himself. The Wheat Bix kid, Josh Giddy. Giddy up. Just some fucking... Did you see that slam cover that the OKC Thunder have between he... Chet, the Williamses, SGA. Fuck, there's some good hair on that Thunder team. I love it. Absolutely love it. But Giddy's got just some fucking beautiful hair, man. Absolutely beautiful. All right, most likely to be actually outed as an alien during the season. That's right, an actual extraterrestrial. Not born on this planet. It comes out this year and you go, fuck, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Number three, LeBron James. Oh, but Jim, he's very clearly human. It's like, well, is he? Or is LeBron James exactly what an alien trying to be cool and trying to fit in be like? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's pretty corny. He's got that weird fucking dorky dad vibe. It's like, you're LeBron. What are you doing? You're, you might be an alien. You might be two aliens in a LeBron body. Number two, Chet Holmgren. Just fucking look at the guy. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure like Chet was based on aliens that they saw in 80s movies. And number one, it might just be Wemby. Victor Wembanyama. That's right, because he might be like the first uh, actual alien to play in the NBA based on like, I don't know, their invading and this is like them trying to figure out what our physiology is like they're kind of like oh yeah so that's how humans operate well we'll send this guy down he can check it out dominate them and then away we go you know i kind of like that best comeback player of this year very easy for me Dante, sex him up x him that's right sex him up i want to sex you up Dante, sex him x him he's gonna be an absolute fucking lightning rod off the bench for the Dallas Mavericks. I'm going to talk about this in the year Nas, though. The problem is, Jason Kidd's their coach for now, and he's going to completely fucking cook this. Like, they should be playing the absolute shit out of Luka, Kyrie, Dante. They should be trading Tim Hardaway Jr., playing Seth Curry for shooting, Josh Greeny Green as much as they can at the three, and away they go. Watch him fuck this up. I'm just saying. Uh, another good comeback story. Other good comeback stories I want to see this year. The Extreme Zinger Meal. The Extreme Zinger Meal. I want to see him supercharged. Supercharged Zinger Burger. Supercharged Zinger Burger all the fucking way. Let's go. 
Uh, I would also, also dearly, dearly love. It would be a really fun story, wouldn't it? If Jonathan Isaac... (laughs) No, I can't do it. I just don't believe it enough. He's a fucking head case. I hate him. Anyway, tell him to blow it out his ass. Uh, right, most likable player on the Rockets Award. Uh, Shingoon, number three. Number two, Fred Van Vliet. Um, number one, Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau, a.k.a. the Rooster. Because that might be it. Most unlikable team in the NBA this year. Number three, 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 three. Ah, uh, this is going to be an unlikable team. I'll tell you what. The Chicago Bulls, just based on the simple fact you're going to hate fucking watching him. Number two. The Dallas Mavericks, because it's going to be fucking gouge your eyes out bad to watch them. And number one, the Houston fucking Rockets. If there's ever been just, like, the worst case of, like, vibes wrapped up in one team, I feel like, going into this year, it might be Houston. It's just going to... I hate it. It's like, what can we do to, like, accelerate our growth this year? Well, we'll bring in a couple of heady veterans to, like, guide our young dudes in Jalen Green and Jabari Smith and Alperin Shengun. So, all right, who should we bring in? Uh, Fred Van Vliet. Hey, it's a great idea. Nice one. Uh, right, how about Dylan Brooks? Well, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> Like, Ime Udoka is going to punch on with at least four of these Rockets. Like, Jalen Green is going to be sitting there, oh, I fucking hate Fred. I hate Dylan. I hate Jabari. I hate Tari. Like, I hate everybody. And Cam Whitmore is just going to be like, I'm the best player here. What are we doing? It's like fucking stupid. Anyway. Uh, what else? Most fun team to watch this season. The most fun team. It's number three. One of the most fun teams, I think, to watch this year is obviously the San Antonio Banderas Spurs. They've got a fucking giant freak at the center. The problem is it's going to be fun for about a month, and you go, oh, they're still shit. (laughs) So I'm going to give this, actually, to Cleveland. Cleveland? Cleveland! I am excited beyond compare to watch this Cleveland Cavaliers team because it's either going to go two ways. Donnie Mitchell is going to be fucking on board. Mobley's going to take a leap or it's all going to fall in a heap and no one knows what the fuck's going to happen. Number two, 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 the Sacramento Kings. I can't wait to fire the laser. And number one, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Chet, Giddy, SGA. It's going to be unreal. Uh, bottom are the Golden State Warriors of Sooking Chris Paul. Electric awesomeness of uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. How many rings have I got, motherfuckers? Count them. Also, I don't have an extension for next year. This is going to be weird, Clay Thompson. So, but the sneaky, cool, fun, weird young teams. Just keep an eye out for like watching the Pistons. They've got four centers and four point guards. <laughs> it's going to be chaos. If Zion can stay healthy, of course the Pelicans will be kind of fun to watch. The Blazers will be young and shit, but kind of fun. And hear me now. Praise me later. The New York Knickerbockers of New York City are going to be pretty fun. 
I just think there's a bit of a vibe about that team. That should be really good. And, of course, Damon Giannis. It's going to be good. Right. The Patty Mills Memorial Best Bloke in the League Award this year will go to... Number three, Jingling Joe Ingles. <laughs> That's right. Jingles is going to be the third best dude in the NBA this year. Number two, I will tell you what. Dante Sexum up Exum. Just an absolute sterling dude. And number one in the Patty Mills Memorial Award for best dude in the NBA it goes to Patty Mills. Woo! Because he is the best bloke ever. The final extra bonus award, the Ben Simmons Memorial, Can Ben Simmons Actually Bounce Back and Go on a Rejuvenation Tour Award, this year goes to, drumroll please, bing, Box Hill Betty himself, Ben Simmons, that's right. Ben Simmons hopefully wins the Ben Simmons Rejuvenation Award. Let's fucking go, Benny Award. I'm excited to see what he can do. I Look, any long-time listener of the old NBA Australia knows, all I do is give you shit if you deserve it. And if you're good and you're trying hard, then fucking good on you, buddy. That's all I want to see from Simo. Just try hard and don't be a fucking cockwit. All right. All right, to run through the actual award picks that we had as well yesterday, MVP Tatum, most improved, Mikar Bridges, Tyrese Maxey, Rookie of the Year, Chet Holmgren, but Wemby, if he plays 65 games. He's, yeah, if he's playing 65, he wins. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Love Ever, Mobile, six man, this goes to Quickly or Derek White. Coach is Mark Duggan, clutch player, let's say Donnie Mitchell. Scoring leader was SGA or Luka, uh, assist leader is Jokic, Lamelo, Luca in that order. Rebounds leader, don't mind Giannis, don't mind Sabonis. Keep an eye out for Walker Kessler. And the blocks leader, Wickdor Wembanyama. <laughs> I am the newest staffer tower. And there you go. All right, let's take a quick break. Be back with some final year Nas for every team before the season starts. Right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. All right. Let's do some year nars. Brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. That's right. Get your merch. Get your merch. People. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Yeah, do it. Get your merch. Get your merch. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get a hoodie. Get a t-shirt. Let me clear out that room. Uh, the Renos have been put on hold. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show yet. Yeah. Renos. I don't know. Have you, has anyone else tried to renovate their house lately? Because <laughs> from the start of the process, uh, the price doubled to basically what the house is worth, which is a bit of horse shit, you know? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, oh, you want to spend exactly what the house is worth on renovations. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. 
Also, I don't have that much money. <laughs> That's the biggest problem. So, yeah. Uh, but so you better buy a fucking hoodie or a T-shirt so Jim can eventually afford these fucking renos. Jesus. And also, I've got to do a new run of uh, merch anyway, so it help me fucking pay for it. All right, let's do these final year-nas. Year-nas for every, every team. Let's go alphabetically. Seems a bit easier. Uh, Atlanta. Ken DeJunte and Trey work. Yeah, nah. Yeah, I believe they can because now they've got a coach, Quinn Snyder, who's fucking smart and can do some good shit. And at least we'll give it a fair crack. I just sort of believe that their skill sets kind of overlap a little bit, but not enough that it can't work. You know what I'm saying? And with DeAndre, Hannah and Big Deke, bye. There's like enough there in Atlanta that you just go, yeah, you can see how it does work. You've got Bogdan coming off the bench. You've got Patty Thrills Mills there. I think it can. I think Atlanta are going to be a sneakily fun sort of team this year. I had them going over. I don't mind Atlanta. Boston. Do you reckon Jalen Brown has learned how to dribble with his left hand yet? Yeah, nah. No, no chance. If he hadn't learned by now, there's no chance he's just going, oh, fuck, I better work on that this offseason. Uh, no, there, yeah, nah. Is, is this the best top six in the league? Yeah, nah. It all really depends on the extreme Zinger Meal's health, doesn't it, really? The extreme Zinger Meal. But it has one of the most geometrically, geometrically, here you go, here's your words, Jim. Geometrically pleasing top sixes. Drew Holiday can shoot. Derek White can shoot. Jalen Brown can shoot. Jason Tatum can shoot. Al Horford can shoot. Extreme Zinger Meal. Supercharged Zinger Burger. Supercharged can shoot. Like, that's awesome. There should be so much space. This should be the best top six in the league. Just. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Brooklyn, is Box Hill Benny back? Yeah, nah. Yeah. You better believe I'm back. I don't know. That Esquire cover was a bit, how you going? But, like, seriously, Benny, fucking play a normal game of basketball and take a normal basketball shot before jumping on a fucking magazine cover, you dummy. Who, I will ask this one more time, who is advising Ben Simmons? Hey, Ben. Oh, the comeback starts now. Motherfucker, play a game. A game. (laughs) Before you do the fucking magazine cover. I swear to God. But yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine just for the simple fact of you want him to play some defense, you want him to get some assists, you want him to get some rebounds. That's what you need. Like the the bar is so low now for Ben Simmons that we're laughing, right? Charlotte, if Lamelo is healthy, is this the big rising team? Yeah, nah. If he is healthy. Yeah. But will he stay healthy? Nah, this is one of my weird sort of things where I just sort of keep thinking about it and thinking about it. LeVar Ball, God bless his cotton socks. It's bowling season! I mean, it was. But if you've run your kids into the fucking dirt over years and years and years of AAU and just like having them play against grown men when they're 14, flying into like... Lativia, <laughs> Lithuania. 
And then you sort of turn around and go, oh, well, Lonzo's fucked. Lamelo can never stay healthy. And Leangelo's shit. Like, you've kind of gone one for three. You're very close to going 0 for 3, and you've sort of run your kids in the ground. Look, Lamelo is a superstar when he's fucking healthy. I just want him to stay healthy for a season. Like He's had one season so far where you're like, yeah, good job. And if he's healthy, the outlook for Charlotte is completely different. It makes Brandon Miller all much better. It means you can piss off Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward at some point, maybe. But otherwise... Yeah, if Lamelo isn't healthy, this thing's cooked. Chicago is Demar on this team by February. Yeah, nah. Well, nah, he shouldn't be because Chicago have to pick a fucking lane. What are we doing? Oh, we've got a good defense. All right, do you? You got Vooch and you can't beat anybody. Demar's awesome. We love him. Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, awesome. You love him. But what is this team? No one knows, including Chicago, seemingly, because they're just fucking treading water. So I would be trading DeMar by the trade deadline and trying to just fucking figure out what you want to be. Cleveland? Oh, jeez. Cleveland! Does Donnie do, don't do, Donnie don't dumb things? Basically, does Donnie Mitchell do the dumb thing and request a trade? And he's actually out by February. Yeah, nah. Might be tipping my hand a little bit here. I'm going to say nah. It's a distinct possibility that the weird underreported sort of story this season is Donnie Mitchell Mitchell just going, I don't fucking like Cleveland, man. I want to be in New York. Let's go. Let's get the fucking deal done now. And Cleveland goes, actually, you are a bit of a pain in the ass. We're just going to give the keys to Darius, Rucker, Judy Garland, and Mobley. And see how we go, but I don't know. Cleveland, they could win too many games for him to do something dumb. So I think they'll be okay. Donnie Mitchell sticks around. Yeah, nah, yeah. Dallas, does Kyrie last till February? Yeah, nah. Well, nah. I'm going to go with just like track record and say nah. He's like, all right, some extension. Fucking sucked in, dickheads. Trade me. There is zero chance of that not going sideways. Denver, are they going back-to-back? Back? I'll get to that later. But hashtag spoiler alert. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Detroit, are they sneakily better than you think? Yeah, nah. Nah. <laughs> they should be. But Jaden Or Sa Thompson, Cade Cunningham, Killian Hayes. You've just got point guards and guards coming out the wazoo and then a bunch of big men in like Marvy Bags, Jalen Duran. Plus, man, big beef stew. Like, it's just so much weird positional redundancy. Monty Williams is going to have a fucking heart attack. I'm trying to figure this all out. Golden State, does CP3 on the Warriors make sense? Yeah, nah. I mean, definitely helps them. Bit of extra ball handling. He's just older and shit and never makes it through a fucking playoff series. So I don't know if it helps them win the title. Yeah, nah. Yeah, it makes sense. Does it help them win the title? Yeah, nah. Nah. Houston, do we see anything from this team this year? Yeah, nah, yeah. Drama. <laughs> That's something. Are Indy the most slept on team? Yeah, nah. Look, they are to a degree, yeah. But if anything happens to Tyrese Halliburton, if he misses like 15 games, we saw it last year, they just fucking collapse. I think Obi Toppin's one of the more sort of slept on dudes out there, but I think the East is pretty tough this year. They'll sort of be like one of those middle teams that you can't sleep on them or else they'll punch in the mouth. 
Benny Matherin. It's weird that your man Buddy Hill sort of wants out of Dodge, but at the same time, you can sort of see him going, I want to be fucking out there winning a goddamn title and getting a big contract at the same time. Uh, but Indy probably do feel like one of the more slept-on teams. But it's much more for like a mid-tier competitor, sort of playoff competitor. I still think, yeah, if Halliburton misses any time, though, they crater and it gets really bad. So, Clippers, is this the year that Kawhi <laughs> stays healthy? Yeah, nah, no, because he's never fucking healthy. Simple as that. I mean, what more do you want? Like, Kawhi Leonard just doesn't play games of basketball, which is what he's paid a lot of money to do. So he's a bit shit. You know he's not played more than, what, the award thing this year is 65 games. He hasn't played more than 65 games since 2017. You know how long ago that is? That's, like, insane. This is, like, seven years later. Fuck me dead. Yeah. Uh, No. Gets healthy, stays healthy with a lot of maintenance, maybe, but he still doesn't play more than 65 games. The Lakers, do they actually win the title? Uh, yeah, nah. Nah, I can't. I just can't get there. God damn, they're good. They're deep, but fucking LeBron's older than Methuselah. AD's made of bird bones and clag. Uh, but did they actually win the title last year? Because, I mean, they basically beat the Nuggets. It was the closest sweep of all time. And all the Lakers have done is then talk shit about the Nuggets ever since. And everyone's like, you got swept. Shut the fuck up. God. <laughs> nah, man, we basically beat Denver. And then, I mean, we would have beaten Miami. So we're basically the title holders from last year. So you guys are off your fucking head. Memphis. Is the Stephen Adams injury? Oh, brew. I hurt my meniscus. Eh? Uh, is this the one step too far injury where Memphis just Fallen a heap this year. Yeah, nah, yeah. It kind of feels this way. Like, no Brandon Clark, no Steven Adams, no Jarmer for 25 games. It's like, well, we've got Marcus Smart. It's like, all right. Great. Yeesh. It's going to be a lot of Xavier Tillman. Uh, I don't, yeah, I'm not vibing on Memphis this year at all. Miami, are people overreacting to the heat just because the finals run last year? Yeah, nah, yeah. They lost two starters and a bunch of their depth because they're like, we're getting Dame, and then they didn't get Dame. So, Milwaukee, are they the team to beat in the East? Yeah, nah. Yeah, they are. Dame and Giannis fits. Dame and Giannis fits so well. Oh, it's like fucking tzatziki sauce and fucking a nice suva. Um, they look incredible. Defensively, they've got a bit of work to do. Offensively, Dame, Giannis, Middleton, Lopez, you know, that sort of weird combination of when they throw Crowder, Paddy Conant, and uh, Bobby Portis. Like, there's just a lot going on. I think they'll figure it out. I think they'll be the team to beat. I don't like the vibes after the Terry Stotts thing. I think Adrian Griffin might have just gone, hey, I'm actually a bit of a fuckhead. It's like, all right, buddy. Let's keep an eye on that. Minnesota, is this cat? Does cat last the season in Minnesota? Yeah, nah. Nah. I think this might be the time that they... Well, they did come out and say, look, we're happy to pay the fucking luxury tax with Carlton Towns out there where's a Rudy Gobert. It's like, all right. But if they just are a bit middling and a bit shit and he's actually playing the entire time, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade him. New Orleans, does Zion play more than 41 games? Yeah, nah. 
I fucking hope, yeah, because I've drafted him on a couple of fucking fantasy teams. <laughs> so hopefully Jimmy hasn't put the mocker on him. New York Knickerbockers, are they going to be the most surprisingly competent team? Yeah, nah. Yeah, I think the Knicks will be good, fun, deep, and badass this year. Or this is the year where it all falls apart under Tibbs, which is what happens on Tibbs' teams. God bless Tibbs, but fuck, teams turn on him eventually, don't they? But they should have one big, awesome run in them. I think it's maybe this year. East semis, shit. If they played spoiler on the Celtics, it'd be fucking hilarious. I'm just saying. Okay, see, most fun team. Yeah, nah, yeah. They really are. Chet, Giddy, the Williamses, SGA, Dort. We need more Dort license plates. They're going to be great fun. Orlando, are they the most fun team? East. Yeah, nah, yeah. <laughs> they are. This is one of the ones I didn't mention earlier. They are going to be rad fun to watch. The only problem is I feel like they're all a little bit too deep with their rotation pieces. Like Franz Wagner, hello, and Paolo Banquero are going to be great. They're going to be awesome. They've got Wendell. They've got Us Cole, Anthony. They've got Markel Fultz. But Anthony Black, you've got Johnny Isaac. You've just got a couple of extra dudes in there. We're like, oh, I'm here for Suggs, but... You've got too many dudes. You just need a little bit of shooting. Jesus. Anyway, but they're going to be fun. Philly, does Harden get traded before the season? Yeah, nah, nah. Daryl Morey's just like, fucking let him spew, man. Phoenix, point book. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Give me point book. I talked about this in the MVP breakdown yesterday. 33 and 70 average in the playoffs last year is point book. Hook me up. I fucking love it. It's probably going to, like, you know, have some problems. <laughs> <laughs> considering he's not really a point guard, but I think he'd be good. Uh, Portland, worst West team? Yeah, nah, yeah. With all respect to PDX Pete and all the uh, Blazers fans, this is the rebuilding. It's going to suck. Sacramento, can they avoid the inevitable slip? Yeah, nah. Nah. I think they slip a little bit. They'll still be really fun. A bit of chaos. What they have to do is just sort of maintain. They didn't get worse, though. That's kind of thing. So they should hopefully not plummet. Spurs, Wimby, Wimby, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, nah. Yeah, if he plays more than 65 games. Uh, blocks leader. Yeah, nah. Yes. He's seven foot twenty. Did you see that block he had on Wiggins? Get the fuck out of here. Toronto, do we have any clarity on what this team is by the end of the season? Yeah, nah. Yeah. I think Masai finally figures out what the fuck he's going to do. Trades OG, trades Siakam, or at least sort of looks at how to sort of rejigger this team around Scoob. Scotty Barnes, just saying. The more bigger question to me is, did Toronto miss a trick by not trading for KD when they probably had a bit of a chance? Yeah, nah, yeah. Utah, is Keontae George the key to this season? Yeah, nah. Well, he's the key to their future. If he pops, maybe. I want to see Oche Agbaji. I want to see more Walker Kessler. I think Utah are going to be fine. Wizards, can pool average 30 while they lose 60 games? Yeah, nah. Yeah, you can. All right. <laughs> the Wizards are going to be horrible. It's the curse of the cookie. All right. What about the unpopular opinion of the day? Now, look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Seriously, Josh Greeny Green, get paid. But I mentioned this at the top. He probably could have... His talent means that he probably could have made more money. But doesn't it feel like Josh Greeny Green saw the shit show in front of him from the Mavs and went, look, before Jason Kidd fucks this up for me, I'm going to lock in a payday. 
<laughs> like, fuck it. I'm going to get paid, get this contract, lock it in, and then we'll reassess once Jason Kidd gets fired. Because the flame grill take, heading into the season. Let's do it. Press the button. It's Tuesday at Outback, and now that means, oh, yeah. Out in the backyard before, just a bit of a fucking grass snake, whacked it with a cricket bat, and bang, curly fucking snake fries only at Outback. Goes great as a flame grill take, and today's flame grill take is Dallas won't win 40 games this season. We'll fire Jason Kidd by December and trade Kyrie at the start of February. Only at Outback. Prove me wrong, Dallas. Prove me wrong. All right, we'll take another quick break. Be back with the game previews for tomorrow. That's right, we've got game previews and the finals predictions. Uh, Basically, the conference finalists, our most fun finals and shit, and then we'll do the previews. Sound good? Good. Great. Right after, let's hear from, let's say, Hammer. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do it. We better quickly do a Patty Mills Game Day Ball, a Game Day Twitter check-in. Just see if Patty's tweeted anything, and he has. There you go. When you realise we're back at State Farm Arena tonight and tomorrow. Oh, it's him with some of his mates on the Hawks. That's nice. Good job, Patty. Good job. All right. Uh, I'd usually go through and rank all the City Edition jerseys as well prior to a season, but they're all shit. Have you looked at them? They're fucking horrible. What are we doing? What the fuck is going on? It is some horse shit. The absolute fucking worst. Anyway, so, great job, everybody. (laughs) All right, let's predict the finals. I'm going with Denver going back-to-back. It's a team that, everywhere you look at it, defensively, offensively, it sort of has answers everywhere still, especially, I think, for a playoff series. And we saw it last year. They figure you out. And then they just fucking grind you into the dirt. They just fucking bash it, bang, bang, tush, push, bang, bang. Just fucking stick the boot in and off they go. They bring back all five of their starters from last year. Uh, They miss Green and Brown. Uh, Brown is off to Indy. Green is just like, oh, fucking, I've got to go to a different team just to make sure that I collect them all because it's like Pokemon. But they also have the best player on the planet, the big serve. Nikola Jokic, hello. I think the way they get there is that they get past... I'm going to pick the Clippers to stay healthy and like get into the uh, Western Conference Finals, but Denver kicked the fuck out of them once more. And look, as much as I want to pick spoilers for the East and like go the Knicks like popping Boston in the mouth or something and it being very funny, and like the Knicks getting some revenge on the extreme Zingamil, God bless his soul. Uh, but Boston and Milwaukee are the two clear best teams in the East. Boston won the last time they played. They have the best top six in the NBA. But I feel like this is the year that the Bucks just go, yeah, Giannis, Dame. Finally, solution to like the ills of this horrible Bucks team in clutch time offense that is gone, let's give it to Chris Middleton. It's going to be fine. It's going, here's Dame Lillard. <laughs> I think it just opens up the floor between Dame Lillard and Brooke Lopez. 
You've then got Middleton, you've got Shooter Du Jour, and Giannis onto the fucking Kumpo, man. Like, so I'm going to call it a Denver Milwaukee Finals. Denver win it, let's say, in six and go back to back. Most fun finals. Lakers Boston would be awesome, obviously, because you'd have LeBron in a finals again. You have the classic Lakers Boston rivalry. Suns-Boston would be really cool as well because you'd have KD, Tatum, Booker, Brown. Warriors-Milwaukee would be kind of gnarly, I think. Denver-Philly, you'd have Embiid versus Jokic. God, hook that to my veins. How about Thunder Magic? (laughs) Yes, mate! Lakers-Philly would be kind of fun as well. AD versus Embiid. James Harden sitting there somewhere in Houston going, could have been in that team. What am I doing? No one knows who he's talking about, but... I feel like the Russell Westbrook, Harden, Clippers thing. So that's why I'm sort of calling the Clips to maybe make it through. I think they eventually get Harden. It just sort of lessens a bit of the uh, playmaking load and they sort of discombobulate a few teams. As long as Kawhi and Paul George are healthy, like who fucking knows what can happen with that team. But this is like the last year the Clips really should be a top-notch contender or else they've completely fucking screwed the pooch, haven't they? Right. Denver to go back-to-back. You heard it here first. Let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jim. It's good to be back. Not a problem. I'm excited to have inadvertent Bane back as well. How's your time off? I'm like, I haven't had any time off. I've been working to the fucking bone, bro. (laughs) Go look at CodeBit. That's... Fucking thing is chockers with NBA gear. Uh, right, but we start tomorrow's NBA season with Lakers Nuggets. The Los Angeles Lakers of Los Angeles, California are five-point underdogs in this one, which is a bit gnarly. Uh, but I'm tipping Denver minus four and a half. I think that is now changed to a flat minus five, it looks like. Yep. Uh, judging by code bets, odds analysis, and comparison tools. How good's that, actually? Oh, pretty good, Jim. Pretty good. Um, that's minus five for Denver at the moment. It just feels like Denver have all the answers for this Lakers team. I mean, they you might remember they swept them in the conference finals. Yeah. Covered the line in two of them. Uh, I think the weird thing is the Lakers have lost six straight season openers, which is pretty crazy. Uh, but more importantly, I think in Colorado, right, you're playing in Denver. 15 the last 22 have actually gone over the total match points line. And I feel like we've seen a lot of Nuggets covers when that's happened. So Denver, don't mind a bit of a cover at home and the points total to go over. So I'm going to go the Nuggets and the over, 228 points. So let's go Los Angeles Lakers. Too bad. Sucked in. Let's go Nuggets. And then the second game tomorrow because... No one in the NBA thought it would be a good idea to call up their uh, vice president of Common Sense and go, hey, Jim, should we have like the East Conference finalists and the West Conference finalists to open up the NBA season? They're like, nah, we won't call Jim and we'll have four Western Conference teams instead and not have the East represented on the opening night of the NBA in any way, shape, or form. Because apparently, dead shits. Don't know. Anyway, Phoenix at Golden State. State, state, state. State, state, state. The Golden State Warriors, here we go. 
This is a weird matchup because you've got, I don't know, Chris Paul, who was on the Phoenix Suns. You might remember that. Uh, the Warriors will be without Draymond with his ankle injury. I don't really sort of think that worries me for Phoenix. I think they're just going to have a little bit of a weird and wobbly start to their season as they incorporate Beal. Um, but having had the offseason to bring in Beal, figure out how to work KD and Booker a little bit better, they just have a lot of new moving parts. I'm going to pick the Warriors at home because they were 30-16-1 and at covering the fucking line last year at home, the Warriors. Like, that is awesome. They've also won 18 in the last 22 against Phoenix at home. I'm also going to go the under, though. The last six road openers for the Suns have gone under. And I think, look, Golden State, between Steph, between Clay, between Wigo, Chris Paul, I think they'll have just enough to get by the Suns, and I think they win that one. So give me Golden State plus one. The Nugs minus four and a half. And they are your first two NBA games of the 2023-2024 NBA season. Locked and loaded. Exciting times. NBA is back, baby. I love it. How are you feeling about all your over-unders? You good? I hope so. All right. That's it for today. Dunskies. We'll be back tomorrow because we're back daily. That's right. NBA Australia, your favorite daily NBA destination. All your podcasting needs. Wrapping up every single game. Picking every single game. Making sure you don't miss anything. Uh, so in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IG. We'll have a lot more videos up on the socials all season long. It's going to be awesome. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Uh, I'll be taping that one tonight as well. Wrapping up week seven. Good times. Great memories. Fucking Pats. What a win. Anyway, get around NBAstro.com slash shop and get your merch. Get your merch. You heard it. Uh, check us a rating reviewer on podcasts. What is it? Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever. And whatever app you use on your weird Android phones. It does help out heaps, so go rate and review us. Would you? Come on! I don't ask for much. Uh, big thanks go to From Ozzo for the intro and outro song. Check out the new band House Hats They Rule running at a time. That's a good album. Uh, also, thanks to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Section I, Grand Grand Grand, and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, however you listen to your tunes, do so. Uh, and listen to stream bands. NBA Australia supports stream bands, so should you. Uh, check out my picks and everything through CodeBet Daily, codebet.com.au. Uh, Fox Sports Lab NBA, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, fun times. Great to be back. I'm so excited about this season. Should be a fucking corker. All right, well, with all that said, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads, after the first two games of the NBA season. This is NBA Australia saying, oh, that's right, we've got a Jingles HR. They don't go just too right yet, but we'll catch you then. Look out for yourselves, would you? And later, Hosen. G'day, Joe Ingalls here, head of Jingles HR, the world's leading HR solutions firm. Yep, because when I'm not sinking threes, getting into Disney World for free, rehabbing my knee, blowing kissings to all my fans out there, including V, or enjoying my real estate at Paul George's head, 
I'm the world's leading HR expert, helping you with all your HR questions and problems. So, let's get to this week's question, shall we? It comes from, oh, here we go, Daryl in Philly. Dear Joe, have you ever been in love with an employee who hasn't returned that love? Especially maybe perhaps one who was into you once, but it all went sour and they now hate your guts. And uh, it comes after you. they've sort of forced you to hire all their mates. Because, uh, yeah, a mate of mine, yeah, a mate of mine might be in this situation is a bit worried. Any advice would be appreciated. Cheers, Daryl Philly. Oh, jeez, that's, you've got yourself in a bit of a pickle there, haven't you, Daryl? Yeah, look, that's a tough one. I mean, it's basically very simple. We have a hard and fast rule here at Jingles HR. Don't shit where you eat. That's an old HR aphorism for you. It goes with don't fall in love with your workmates, root your mate workmates, fall in love with your workmates, go all lovey-dovey with your workmates, and then hire all that workmates' mates to be at your work because that's just fucking dumb because that way you can't get pissed, tell them you love them all the time, and then they find ways to blackmail you into not hiring all their friends. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, my advice is don't do that and try to get the fuck out of it as easily as you can without being brought, you know, with a wrongful dismissal suit. So, yeah, good luck with that one there, Daryl. So, yeah, I don't know if that helps, but there you go. That's all good time for this week on Jingles HR. I've been Jingles. That's right, Joe Ingles. Go get a job up, yeah.